0: Good morning, and welcome to our daily word and prayer on this Tuesday morning, May 3rd. There's a lot of news to talk about. We're going to interrupt our normal series as we've been talking about how do you determine what's moral and right. And of course, what we want to talk about today really, really relates to that question. We'll pick that up again tomorrow. But I thought we would take some time to talk about what's happened in the last 12 hours here in the United States. And Pray, spend a moment to pray about it if we could. As many of you know, probably most of you know by now, if you don't, last night about 9 o'clock, <clears throat> Politico, a news organization here in, in D.C., in the D.C. area, um, released a draft of a discussion and a draft of a majority opinion of, of um, the Roe versus Wade case that's being re- question relitigated at the Supreme Court here this last fall and on this term and what looks like a five a five justices that are voting to overturn Roe versus Wade now Roe versus Wade was the decision made in January of 1973 legalizing abortion in America and since that time probably over 60 million 60 million babies have been aborted through uh, killed through abortion. I want to start with a moment. I know there are people on this live stream women who've had abortions. I know this is painful to talk about and I know it's it's uh, brings up terrible memories in your mind and I want to thank you women who are crusaders in this cause, because you've been there. You know the pain it causes. You know the pain it's caused you. You know the pain it's causing others. And I want to encourage you, don't don't allow this. You've repented. You've come to God. You've received forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Your voice is important in all this, because what we're seeing today is a big issue, as I've said before, of a conflict of two important rights. And I want to talk a little bit today about what's happened, what's about to happen, how we should talk about it, how we should think about it, and uh, then we certainly want to pray about this today. What are these two rights we want to talk about? Well, in abortion, you definitely have the rights of a woman to control her body and the right of a child to live. It's, it is it, <clears throat> the other side, shall we say, the, what they call pro-choice or the wants to have an abortion. They do have a point. And they have a lot of excellent rhetoric that's highly emotional. Last night after this decision, I watched a little of the news and I was up late last night watching a live feed from protests that were already mobilized outside the Supreme Court going on late into the night into the early hours of the morning. And, you know, all the arguments they make, you know, uh, I don't want a man controlling my body. Well, we have no desire to control a woman's body, but that's a highly charged emotional rhetoric. And there are many women out there who, who say, I don't want a man controlling my body, and that's how they see this. And so there is an explosion of emotion going on in our country in the last number of hours and we're going to see it believe me i i fear we're i'm going to pray it doesn't happen but but the odds of a tremendous escalation are very high and the odds of a, a lot of unrest around our nation are very high what's this all about what's this all about so last night this was leaked Roe versus Wade, as I said in 1973, legalized abortion. Since then, there have been battles of restricting parental rights. Certain uh, after certain times, you can't have an abortion. There's a recent case out of my uh, uh, Mississippi, but they uh, similar in many many states that challenges the legitimacy of Roe versus Wade at all, and that's what's gone before the court. And it looks like this is just a draft; it's not a final. It looks like it's going to be overturned. Now, sadly, the radical left, the revolutionary left, evidently does not seem concerned about American institutions. One of the things we've got to realize is that these deliberations within the court are, in their mind, sacred. They're never to be leaked, and they have never, ever been leaked before. This is unprecedented that someone in the court, someone who had access to this, either one of the justices or one of their clerks or someone in a very high level position, a very small number of people would leak this to a uh, news organization. It just doesn't happen. It likely will deeply destroy the integrity of the court. The integrity of the court is at risk and the ability of justices to talk freely with one another as they debate these things behind closed doors before coming to their decisions. John Roberts, our chief justice, has a huge problem on his hand because this, obviously, we don't know who's behind it, but the odds are extremely high this was leaked in order to pressure those five justices to change their vote. The the vote's not final yet. It's not come out. It's a, it was an initial draft of how they're, what, what, how they're thinking. But it's not final, and they can still change their mind. There will be tremendous pressure upon these justices, public pressure upon them and upon their families. And dare I even say not only pressure to change that come upon them, but we've seen it before at the Kavanaugh hearings, all kinds of accusations, all kinds of blackmail. And I would even say they and their families' safety is at risk. I don't believe every woman who gets an abortion realizes that she's killing another human being. As a matter of fact, I might even guess that a significant, maybe over half of them don't realize that. But even if it's only a small percentage, some of them do. There are def- I've run into women who realize abortion is killing a human being. A significant number of them believe that. And if they would be willing to kill a baby to protect the right of women to control their bodies, who wouldn't they be willing to kill? Who wouldn't they be willing to assassinate? Who wouldn't they be willing to attack? This is an unprecedented time in our nation's history when our, when our Supreme Court, which is supposed to be above the politics is dragged down into a gutter of political uh, anger and hatred. And I believe the safety of some of these people is at risk. What's gone on here? Let's talk just a moment the history of this, why this is important. Particularly if you're younger, you may not understand why this is so important to people of our my age. You've grown up in a world where Roe versus Wade has been the law of the land, where abortion has been legal in every state. Uh, you've, you've, you've heard the arguments in favor of a woman being able to control her body and her own autonomy and so forth. In 1973, when all this came out, many evangelicals were not involved politically. Some people are concerned that we're too politically involved nowadays, but we weren't involved at all in those days. It was, there were two issues that dragged evangelicals into the political world this issue of abortion, and the outlawing of school prayer in 1963. That began, but it was this issue that really lit the match, this issue that tipped, tipped us into being involved. By 1980, Ronald Reagan was elected president, and there was a, for the first time ever, we had a clear, clear distinction. One candidate, Jimmy Carter, was clearly in favor of abortion. The other candidate, Ronald Reagan, was clearly against it. And he argued, if we don't know when life begins, let's be safe. Let's take the more conservative route. If, it's a, if it might be a living person, let's not kill it. He won largely because evangelical Christians were mobilized. He And he won in an incredible landslide. This has now been every election since then. We've had 10 of them, 11 of them. Have, the, abortion has been a big issue. It has been the issue for us evangelicals. Why? Because we believe the most fundamental right is the right to life. Is freedom an important issue? Obviously, we believe in that as well. But an even deeper issue is that government exists to protect the very life of innocent people. That is its most fundamental pers- purpose. We believe every person's made in the image of God. We believe life is a gift from God, and we believe that when a government permits the killing of one individual by another, and the government would sanction, even help pay for it and provide safety for it, that begins the destruction of a country. That leads to tyranny, the ultimate loss of every freedom, because that's the most fundamental freedom, the right to live. We would trace many, I would trace the problems in America today, the harshness The coarseness, the rudeness, the anger, the division, the hatred in our country. There's no doubt that abortion on demand and the fact that tens of millions of women have had these abortions and then they're hearing and understanding, did they kill their own child, is leading to the breakdown of our culture, the breakdown of our society. Indeed, some people say we're on the verge of a civil war. We might be, and this is the most fundamental issue, although I think it also goes back even deeper to the role of God. We were talking about this yesterday. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. What role does God have? Who decides? By what standard? Is it just me and my opinions, or does God speak into what's right and wrong? Brothers and sisters, if you are, so, so in other words, what did we say? We got involved in this in the 80s. In the 90s, I must say, I lost hope that Roe versus Wade would ever be overturned. I, I, I believe my personal strategy from then on, I would always vote r- properly in this. I would always vote, and I've always voted with this as the ultimate issue that determines how I vote. But I thought, oh, we're never going to really see a change. It's just too big. It's, it's not going to happen. My role became to, to on campus only to persuade people, not so much about the law, but about what your decision makes. Don't you do this. This is a sin, a grievous sin against God. And, and for years, this was my, my belief. I would continue to pray for the overturned Roe versus Wade. I would always vote in that favor. But I just thought, it's not going to happen. It's too big of a, too big of a thing. And then came the 2016 election, which rocked our nation as we know. There was the appointment of three new justices in that term by President Trump, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and um, uh, Barrett. And it looks like all three of them are, have, are pro-life or are going to vote against Roe v.ersus Wade. We can thank President Trump for that. And, and, and believe it or not, we, we need to thank Mitch McConnell. And I know a lot of Republicans are not happy with Mitch McConnell and his leadership. But he bravely, courageously kept uh, our current Attorney General Garland, Merritt Garland, from getting appointed to the court by Obama and shepherded through three very, very difficult nominations to the Supreme Court. And we can thank him, we can thank President Trump, and we can thank Mitch McConnell if this Roe v. Wade is overturned. Those two people deserve credit for what they've done to help get good justices on our Supreme Court. We're thankful for that. So here we are today. There's a decision before the court. It looks like it could well be overturned. It's going, it's, this, this leak has done incredible damage to the, uh, to the, to the integrity of our court. It's, it's injected politics in a way that no one wants. Whoever's in behind it has done a grievous, grievous uh, undermining of the court and should be held accountable. We, it's designed to pressure the justices. They need our prayers. They need our safety. It will unleash, most certainly, it will unleash the radical and revolutionary left in our country into the streets in the next few days. They will mobilize like they have before when there have been other things they consider to be a social injustice, and, they, and they're and they out in the streets protesting, and we hope, protests they can. We hope it doesn't turn violent. We hope it doesn't. When you enter in these discussions, how do you win? How do you win the debate? Folks, it's got to come down to the the picture I have, the thumbnail photo I have on the on my YouTube this morning is a woman with a pregnant baby in her womb. And the question, whose rights do we protect? is a legitimate question. We do not desire to take away rights from women. But we say that when a woman's pregnant and there's a living baby within her, that baby's right to life trumps her otherwise legitimate rights. She has the right to control her body. But in this case, there's another body involved, and she doesn't have the right to kill that person for her sake. Her legitimate right, in this case, is trumped by that baby's right to life. That's how you win that argument. That's what you've got to do. You've got to put it upon the child. Put the discussion. Keep coming back. Don't get... Don't get uh, uh, trapped into discussing whether a woman has a right to her body. Acknowledge she does, except in the case when there's another person, another body that would die in order for her to exercise that right. That right the right to life trumps the right to control your body. This is what we'd contend, okay? All right, well, so much to say. I'm glad if you've joined me today, if you're part of it, we we're here every day, and so do come back tomorrow where we teach the Bible, but today, this was such an important issue, and this is such an important moment in our country. Understand it. This, this was leaked to the press in order to pressure the court not to make a just decision, but to make a political decision, not to ba- do it based on their understanding of the Constitution, but to pressure them to go against what they believe. This is an important moment in our country, and I felt it worth interrupting our regular schedule and to pray about it, so let's do that right now. Father, we come to you today thankful that you have heard our prayers. Lord, for, for decades we've been asking for the overturn of Roe versus Wade, and I confess, Father, that I'd, <clears throat> I'd lost hope about that ever happening years ago, and my prayers have been feeble. But I thank you others have continued to pray and to work. And we believe, Lord, you've heard our prayers. And we believe that the prayers will be answered and that this horrible, horrible, horrible decision is going to be rejected, repudiated, and gone in, from American uh, law. And we pray for this. We pray for Justice Roberts as he gets to the bottom of who has leaked this and what is happening to the very integrity of our court and that he would, uh, he would find out, and he would deal with it promptly, and that person would be held accountable to the fullest extent of what's law, of the law. We pray, Lord, for the five justices. We pray, Lord, for Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch, and Barrett, and Leto, and Thomas, these five who are willing to stand up for what's good and right and to go against this to take the pressure, to take the heat, to take the hatred they will receive. We pray, Father, that you would help them have courage and backbone to not give in to public pressure, to not give in to threats or blackmail or even pressure or the danger to their lives or their families. Protect them, we pray. Protect their hearts, their courage, their minds, and protect them physically, we ask. We pray, Father, for peace in our nation. I know there are many who they're just going wild. I believe the demons in hell are going wild today. And they're wanting to stir up hatred and anger and unrest and violence. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that any protest would would remain peaceful in our cities and that you would prevent them from turning violent. We ask for this. We pray for it in Jesus' name. We pray for us believers that we would know how to articulate what we believe. And in our discussions with others, Lord, help us to acknowledge the legitimate right women desire to control their bodies, but to be able to persuade people there's a more important right in this situation, a more important right, and that is the child's right to live. Father, we grieve over the amount of abortion, and we call it what it is. It's a killing of little babies, over 60 million of them, Father. You know each one. We've lost count. Which of us can even know how many there's actually been? It's a grievous evil. You hate the shedding of innocent blood. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that this terrible sin would be, become illegal. We know it'll never stop. No, no, no sin has ever stopped by law. But we want our laws to reflect what's good, right, and true. We know, Lord, we have laws against theft. It continues. We have laws against murder. It continues. We know that even laws against abortion, it will continue, but Lord, we believe it'll be that our government will have taken a stand. People will know what's right and wrong. They'll understand what's true, and we believe it would be severely limited. And so we pray for this to happen. And, and as this Roe Wade would go to each state, we pray state after state after state would quickly pass laws protecting all innocent life. This is our request. We're, we're more emboldened now than ever to come to you with these requests and to speak to our representatives and how we pray for them. We pray in governors and state legislators around America would be preparing to pass legislation for the protection of the unborn. And we pray, Lord, in those states, those blue states that are going to go radically the other way. Oh, Father, we pray, open the eyes of people. We pray that those advocating for abortion would would be failing even politically. We pray their arguments would fail. We pray they fail in their elections. We ask for in every state, Lord. Again, it seems impossible to ask this for California and New York or Massachusetts, some of these states. But Lord, overturning Roe versus Wade seemed impossible not too long ago. You're the God who, who hears the prayers of your people and does the impossible. And for this, we give you praise and thanks. Give us peace, Father. Help us in any debate to keep our poise and our cool. Help us to just keep bringing it back to that baby deserves to live there's no reason to kill the baby help us lord to debate this well we pray for these things fill us with your spirit today fill us with joy and we're grateful lord we are seeing victories lord it wasn't long ago many of us concerned about our culture nation just it looks so dark and it continues to look dark lord but we are seeing light at the end of the tunnel we bless you and we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. And you know what? We have had some victories, haven't we? This Rovers weight is a huge victory. The communications from the Twitter with Elon Musk, that's a huge victory. Some of the the people at Disney, that they made these wild decisions, and some of them are being held accountable and have left and their position. Some real victories there. Folks, be encouraged, but don't give up. We are in a critical time in our country. I think one other thing I do want to mention, Roe versus Wade does not mean abortion will be outlawed. The overturn Roe versus Wade, all that does is mean each state will decide what they're going to do. There'll be some states immediately right off the bat that outlaw uh, abortion from very early on, maybe from all abortions. There'll be other states that won't, and they'll make it easy to get. And, and people will be able to go there if that's what they want. I read just yesterday, sadly, Amazon Oh my goodness. Amazon is offering employees up to $4,000 to pay and travel if they work in a state that doesn't allow abortion to travel to a state that does. (sighs) The battle continues. The battle continues, but we're seeing some great victories. I'm glad you're with me today. We usually talk about the Bible every day and pray over it. Today we talked about a very current cultural issue and we prayed over it. But if you're new, welcome. I hope you hit the subscribe, notify, and like button, and I hope that you join us every single day. We're here 8:30 live, or you can watch the YouTube later in the day, or you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. We're not once a week Christians, not once a year Christians. We're not Christians only in a crisis. We're everyday Christians, everyday Christians. And I hope you come and join me every day as we get on the Word of God and pray. Tell your friends about it and be here. We need to be strong, and you're not going to be strong if you're not getting the Word of God in you every single day. So hit the notify button, subscribe, like the video, share with your friends, and you make a commitment to come join us day by day. So until tomorrow, my God bless you strengthen you, fill you with his peace, his grace, his love, his courage. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.